We'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for March 7th, 2022. Uh, I've got a lot to try to get through today. I'm going to try to make up for some lost ground the past few weeks here and uh, get through as much content today as I can and um, kind of catch us up a little bit. Before we get into that, it's the we're rotating the uh, warfare prayers and this is the list of current event prayer points. So I'll go ahead and just open us up in a word of prayer. Father God in heaven, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for you to expose and destroy the Great Reset Agenda worldwide, designed to bring in the New World Order, and for your divine intervention regarding the conflict in Ukraine. Please protect the Christians, the innocent, the righteous in, you, in the Ukraine, in the surrounding areas, and may this conflict be used to bring forth your truth and righteousness, and that many would be saved, Lord as a result of what you would do there. We pray that every evil plan and scheme of the devil be exposed and destroyed uh, regarding this matter. And to expose and destroy the COVID-19 agenda worldwide with all of its big brother agendas like DNA defiling, graphene oxide filled, parasite ridden, nanotech laden vaccinations from Pfizer, Moderna, Janssen, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca and others. And for the stoppage and the eradication of all contact tracing programs, forced mask wearing, social distancing mandate, lockdowns and quarantine mandates and the implementation of the COVID-19 digital passports. And for God's judgment and destruction to be upon the vaccine and medical cartels perpetuating this evil to be exposed and destroyed. <clears throat> to thwart any deep state false flag attacks in order to blame anti-vaxxers, Christians and gun owners, Regarding the body of Christ, we pray for strength, endurance, courage, guidance, favor, divine providence, and foreknowledge, and the power to overcome all this wickedness that is increasing by the day. We pray for the destruction of CERN and all other 30,000-plus particle colliders worldwide, and for the destruction of all D-wave quantum computers, and for the eradication of every wicked portal or doorway these devices and all witchcraft taking place in the universe have opened and for all dark matter that they have created that it would be destroyed and for the reversal of every Mandela effect that they have produced we pray for the destruction of the wicked plans of this current evil American political administration and for the fear of God to be upon both Democrats and Republicans and that if they will not repent of their wickedness that God would hedge up their way with thorns and have them in total confusion and that they would turn on each other and devour one another and against every uh, level of government that has been hijacked by wickedness and for the destruction of the Chinese uh, plans for taking over America, Canada and uh, Mexico, uh, the particularly the Chinese Communist Party's plans and for the eradication of all groups like Black Lives Matter and Antifa, for the diverting of any incoming asteroids or meteors that might hit Earth, for God's intervention regarding the Second Amendment and the disarmament gun confiscation situation developing in the U.S. and elsewhere, for God's intervention regarding the coming food and water shortages in the honeybee die-off worldwide, for the stoppage of all U.N. troops already, already in America and elsewhere, for God's intervention regarding all weather warfare to destroy crop yields and to create famine, for God's intervention regarding the wildfires caused by directed energy weapons attacks um, and all the wicked plants surrounding this to be destroyed worldwide, for the defense protection and victory of all Christians worldwide, especially the persecuted, and also all the targeted individuals worldwide, for the eradication of all pandemic plagues worldwide, for the destruction of the exploding GMO weaponized tick population populations, um, weaponized tick and mosquito populations everywhere, for the stoppage of the illegal alien terrorist embedded soldier caravans coming up through the U.S. southern border, for the stoppage and the exposure of the Latin American, Chinese, Russian, and Muslim fifth column sleeper cell soldiers embedded in America and elsewhere, 
for the destruction of the 5G and 6G radiation sources and the thousands of satellites being launched sending intense microwave radiation over the entire Earth, specifically for God's judgment on the companies of SpaceX, um, owned by Elon Musk, OneWeb, T-Telesat, AST and Science, OmniSpace, Amazon, and EarthNow. Uh, OmniSpace, Amazon, and EarthNow. And for the physical protection of our families and animals from these electromagnetic frequencies for all Christians to wake up and spread the gospel and push back against all their freedoms being taken away for the destruction of the 501c3 FEMA clergy response teams being activated in America to betray and destroy the Christians and that they would be exposed we pray against the slaughter of Christians worldwide and for the eradication and the exposure of all pedivore, pedopredator and all child sex trafficking networks worldwide like Protasia and Nambla uh, we pray for the destruction of all adrenochrome harvesting complexes worldwide and for the rescue of the children in prison in these satanic torture centers. And for the destruction of the LGBTQ movement and against the normalization of all child molestation and sexualization of teens, children, and babies. For the protection of all infants, children, teenagers, and adults caught in these evil networks. For the eradication of all adult and child pornography, bestiality pornography, and snuff film sources and businesses. For the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. <clears throat> for the eradication of all abortion clinics and Planned Parenthood centers worldwide and for the stripping of all powers of witchcraft from their owners and employees for the eradication of all witchcraft being done worldwide to try to bring in more death evil and destruction against the internet kill switch implementation for the destruction and the plans of the internet of in for the destruction of the plans and wickedness of high-level politicians everywhere for the destruction of the mandatory vaccination mandates being implemented and that the truth would come out regarding them for the destruction of the wicked factions of, of the modern medicine in the pharmaceutical and vaccine industries for the masses to get saved and have eyes to see ears to hear and hearts to receive the truth we pray against the full implementation of the real id in 2023 for the stoppage of the south african genocide of whites and the genocide of blacks in africa for god to neutralize and stop the fukushima nuclear radiation contamination and nuclear radiation reactors breaking down worldwide for the cancellation of any Big Brother draconian changes taking place worldwide, against further vote rigging in the elections everywhere, for the stoppage and the exposure of the Muslim invasion of Europe, America, and Canada, and for the eradication worldwide of all planned deep state and Muslim false flag uh, events everywhere, <clears throat> for the eradication worldwide of all chemtrail programs, NEXRAD Doppler ultrasound weather manipulation, and NASA blast wave accelerators, for the destruction of all wickedness being perpetuated by Hollywood, Netflix, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all the tech giants and the dominant streaming content producers for the destruction of all non-human entities that walk among, defile, exploit, and murder or infiltrate humanity for the pop culture rock, rock and rap music industry to be eradicated for the eradication of the Vatican Pope and Catholicism and that Catholics would be saved for the destruction of the global banking cartels and the 13 families of the Illuminati for all the ritual satanic abuse and mk ultra mind control victims that they be delivered saved and protected from the satanic agenda that has been implemented against them and for the wicked factions of the public universities and public school systems to be turned to righteousness also lord for you to deactivate neutralize destroy and purge any and all covid 19 vaccine spike proteins nanobots nanoparticles nanotech graphene oxide microchips implants luciferase hydrogel wicked bacteria viruses candida prions and parasites in or on our bodies and to deactivate neutralize and destroy and purge any other wicked things globalist elite may have gotten into our bodies 
and we loose legions of angels regarding all these prayer points to accomplish your will and we bind up every devil demon evil entity or fallen angel that would try to hinder these petitions and we cast them into the abyss until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire and command that no other evil entities can come to take their place in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray amen now i'm going to get into the um ukrainian situation uh, in the next part of the study. But before we get into that, um, I wanted to cover this. Uh, this is an article, actually, a report from, the, uh, from a Russian Orthodox website. So it's, it's, the way it's written is like they're the true church of the planet, and they're the only ones that obviously have everything figured out, even though they're steeped in total um, legalism and idolatry and all of the things they do. It's kind of like a, you know, a, a knockoff of the Catholic Church. It's not a whole lot different. Uh, but as apostate as they are, and they can they can see that there's a lot of other apostasy occurring worldwide, and particularly in American Christianity. And this is kind of um, just a cliff note version of this report. It's entitled, it's official, American Christianity is by and large very apostate. And researcher George Bar Barna and the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University have released Barna's latest survey and the findings are horrific according to Barna's research today 176 million Americans claim to be Christians that's basically 69 percent of the population in America that's the you know obviously 69 percent is the majority of Americans yet only six percent of U.S. adults, which is 9% of those identifying as Christians, possess a biblical worldview, believing the Bible to be accurate and reliable among other convictions. I mean, this is a 900-pound gorilla, weird, unbelievable disconnect. If you claim to be a Christian... What is Christianity based on? Well, it's based on the Bible, the Word of God. Okay, so the thing is, is that only 6% of U.S. adults, which is 9% of those identified as Christians, though, possess a biblical worldview. It goes on to say, two out of three Americans think of themselves as a Christian, and a majority still think that Christianity is kind of about the Bible, Barna said in an interview at the time. But there is a big gap between what self-identified Christians believe the Bible may teach and what the Bible actually teaches. So again, it's just this byproduct of this really super watered-down, lukewarm Christianity that we have today. Uh, a lot of it's because they've gotten away from using the King James Bible, which was really, you know, the absolute main bedrock bible used up until you know the late 1800s 1881 when the revised version came out which was translated from two corrupt catholic manuscripts the sinaiticus and the vaticanus that by and large 99 percent of the time has spawned all of these other versions the bible says that the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do well if you're translating a version from two horribly corrupt catholic manuscripts the sinaiticus and the vaticanus okay the sinaiticus was found in a trash can in a monast in a catholic monastery at the base of mount sinai that's why they call it the sinaiticus 
because it was found at the base of Mount Sinai. It was so bad, it was found in a trash can there. Even the apostate Catholic monks wouldn't use it. And the Vaticanus was from another one that they found in the Vatican that was also so corrupt, they had shelved it. And that's what spawned the revised version of 1881, which was what spawned the vast, vast majority of all the, the modern translations we have today. The American Standard, the New International Version, the Living Translation, you could go on and on and on. So if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You could trace any modern day Bible version, almost any, back to the Synodicus and the Vaticanus. And who was it translated by? Westcott and Hort, two corrupt occultists that were not Christians, that, that um, were essentially heavily involved in witchcraft, heavily involved with seances, communicating with devils, were buddies with Charles Darwin, and I mean, has Christianity moved in a positive direction since 1881? Then you have the church yoking up with the state with their 501c3 exemptions, whereas you have to go to the state to get your right to exist as a church. Where's their Bible for that? There is none. Show me any New Testament Bible for going to the state in order to be a church. There's none, okay? Well, there you go with more corruption coming in. Anything that has two heads is a monster, and the state is the head. You got to go to this. You have to abide by their guidelines. The IRS basically gives you your right to ex exist as a church. When you do that, there are things that happen on a spiritual level that a church does not see. But the cemeteries, I mean, the seminaries all teach their, for the most part, all teach their parishioners or, or their students, this is what you got to do. You yoke up with the state. You go to the state to get your preaching license on top of it. Where's the Bible for that? Well, there's another level of demons and corruption that come in that you don't see. Well, what, where do you have proof? Well, okay, when, when a pastor or somebody marrying somebody pronounces them um, man and wife by the power given to me by the state of wherever, North Carolina, Florida, wherever, I now, it's not, the, it's not by the power given to me by God as a called preacher of God. No, it's by the state because you had to go to the state to get your preaching license. I mean, this, these are really gigantic issues, I believe, to God, that are never, I, I, they're, they're not going to be talked about in the, the modern day church. You'll never hear it because they don't think there's a thing wrong with it because that's the way they were taught. And that's the way that, you know, those are three 900 pound gorillas in the room that I just brought up that has defiled the church and is a very gigantic reason why things are so apostate. The Bible predicted in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, that for this cause there shall be a falling away, you know, which is translated from the word apostasy, apostia, falling away of the church. And then that wicked capital W, meaning the Antichrist, shall be revealed. Well, we've already got the falling away of the church. I'm not saying it's, you know, it's going to get worse and worse, and the Bible predicts it, and Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, 2 Timothy 3.13. We've got all the verses there. to. So I don't get discouraged by that. The Bible says it's going to happen. It's just confirmation that the Bible is true. How do you wind up with 9% um, of those that identify as Christians possess a biblical worldview? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> well, 
I'm a Christian, whatever that means. It's okay to say. I don't really possess any biblical words. What's the Bible? Or, or if they do, it's, you know, I don't know what one they're reading. Two out of three Americans think of themselves as Christian, and a majority still think that Christianity is kind of about the Bible, Barna said. But there's a big gap between what self-identified Christians believe the Bible may teach and what the Bible actually teaches. This is why the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Studying takes time. Studying is something that should be ongoing, never ending in your life. And studying the Bible is spending time with God, essentially, as well. Prayer is a way to do that. Praise and worship. There's, there's different ways. But it's one of the ways. And it's, it's the primary way that faith, biblical faith, is built. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So reading the Bible, studying the Bible, is something we should all be doing, endeavoring to try to do every day, some at least. I know not every day it's and that stuff comes up. I get it. I understand. I'm not here being Mr. Sanctimonious and saying I'm Mr. Perfect Christian or anything. I'm not. I'm, I'm not that guy. Never will be. Um, I'm not, I don't, I'm not in the word of God enough. I'll admit it. But these are people that are never most likely in the word of God. They don't even have a biblical worldview. I mean, I'm, I'm, you could say, well, you're judge. Well, he was spiritual, judgeth all things. When the Bible says, judge not lest ye be judged, that's when you're a hypocrite, judging the speck in your brother's eye when you have a beam in your own. It's very clear by reading those passages. Jesus Christ said, judge righteous judgment. And if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So the self-examination and judging yourselves is something that we should be doing all the time. And I don't mean judging like, oh, I'm like just constant condemnation of yourself. Because I don't, I don't think that's going to produce good fruit either. Now, sometimes you, you will, you know, condemn yourself. But it's to get you back on track. It's not to, for you to stay there in a condemned state. Because what on God's green earth can you do for God if you're in a self-perpetual condemned, self-imposed condemned state? And a lot of times that's demonic. There's spirits of that demonic spirits that are associated with that you pray against that seek deliverance in those areas the crc study which includes 2000 adults classifies american believers on a spectrum of five subgroups from those who only identify as christians to those who are termed as integrated disciples and possess a biblical worldview on the surface, they may all appear Christian, but the survey reveals stark differences in their core beliefs. Large majorities of self-identified Christians also report many beliefs, not in harmony with biblical teachings. According to the survey, these include 72% argue that people are basically good. Whereas the Bible says that all of our righteous, that we are all together as an unclean thing and all our righteousness, meaning our self-generated righteousness, are as filthy rags before God. 
we don't, in other words, you don't want to trust in your own works like most religions do in order to assess that you're a good or bad person. God's standards are different than ours. God says there's none righteous, no, not one. I mean, because his standards are, are and, and this is why we have to go through the Lord Jesus Christ in order to obtain salvation. We go through him. Okay, you're saved by grace through faith and not, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Go through him. You, you're not going to boast about your own works before God. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. And you're saved by grace through faith and not, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For God so loved the world that he gave him his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But when people go around saying, 72% of these people say that people are basically good. That's, you know, that, that's one of those, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Well, in my heart, it, well, the, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. These are all Bible verses I'm giving you, verbatim. I mean, I may be off a word or two, but I think I'm pretty close. 66% say that having faith matters more than the faith you pursue. <laughs> so I guess, meaning having faith in whatever matters more in which faith you pursue. No, having faith in the right matter in, in in a biblical sense is what matters you want to have your faith zeroed in on the lord jesus christ and in only in, in order to know what that means you would have to know you know the bible and particularly the new testament obviously so that's a really weird and then uh, this is unbelievable which confirms the last thing we just went over. 64% of these that identify as Christians, the 178 million in America, say that all religious faiths are of equal value. If you think that, I don't know how you could possibly be saved. If you think that all faiths are in Islam, to Allah, the, the, the moon god, that says go kill and slay and behead the infidel and subjugate the women and lie to your enemies and generally mutilate your daughters and it's fine to have, you know, basically sex with goats, which is what they do. Some of them. Donkeys, goats, you name it. I've, I've gone into it all before. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, it's, it's a secret. So that faith, Islam, is just as is the the faith in that is just as good as christianity for 64 percent of these 178 million that's incomprehensible and i i don't know how if you really believe that how is it possible for you to be saved it's almost saying you value christianity so little and it means so little to you that you believe all religious faiths are of equal value that's basically kind of what you're saying to God, I think. <laughs> I mean, isn't it? I mean, these are just incomprehensible. 58% believe that if a person is good enough or does enough good things, salvation by works, 
Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Not by works, lest any man should boast. Now, good works will follow once you're saved. That's evidence of good fruit that a Christian will produce. And some produce more than others, and some produce it maybe behind closed doors and you don't see that. Like you might another Christian. Everybody's different, okay? But 58% believe if a person is good enough or does enough good things, they can earn their way to heaven. That's blasphemy. They're putting the works ahead of, you know, was what gets them to heaven. I'm basically a good, I mean, you know, most person people believe that. It's not what the Bible says. 57% believe in karma. Now, with this one, you look at the doctrine in the Bible of reaping what you sow. Some do it in this life, some do it reap fully in, in the afterlife, in hellfire. And I'm talking about those that are on the unsaved. What karma teaches, though, is that it's if you live a bad life, okay, according to whatever, um, you know, the Hindus, whatever, believe regarding that, whatever, that would fall into that classification. Then in the next life, you may come back as like a dung beetle or whatever. Okay, the wheel of karma. Okay, so it's more of a reincarnation principle. So karma is not so much what comes around and goes around in this life, it's more the next life. So it's, it's, it's important to not really use that that term you reap what you sow is is what i say and I mean, a lot of people would say well, yeah, yeah man what comes around goes around well that's a lot like saying you reap what you sow it's more of a worldly way of saying it but it is true both hinduism and buddhism believe in the doctrine of karma according to which according to which actions have consequences according to which actions have consequences and Beings are bound by their desire-ridden actions to the cycle of births and deaths. Both religions share common beliefs about karma and its mechanism. This is all tied in, again, like I said, with um, reincarnation. I added that little part in I just read. It was straight off of its hindu-website.com, so it's straight from the horse's mouth. Um, going further, there is a remarkable level of self-deception, even among born-again Christians, said Barna. Commenting on his recent worldview research, he said, quote, it represents a huge educational challenge for those responsible for biblical worldview development. Too often, people who want a certain reputation or image embrace the label Christian, regardless of their spiritual life and intentions. So they're just kind of in it for the ride. They're in it for maybe like the little title of saying, oh, I'm a Christian. It means really nothing more to them other than that, other than it's more of a, you know, if, if you're a, around a ton of other people and, and they all identify as Christians and you're friends with them, well, there would be maybe in that instance peer pressure for you to identify as a Christian. I think that's a, a big reason that a lot of people identify as Christian. Um, goes on to say Christian has become somewhat of a generic term rather than a name that reflects a deep commitment to passionately pursuing and being like Jesus Christ, he states. To bring Barna's research into focus, of the 176 million Americans who claim to be Christians, 
only 9% of them believe the Bible to be the true word of God. Now again, he doesn't define what the Bible, because which one is it? Which, which Bible is it? There's hundreds of translations. And that's why I always emphasize what I say about the King James and the other version. Only 9% of them believe the Bible to be the true word of God, but the real number of truly saved people in this country might actually be smaller than that. So that's pretty alarming. And then things like what we just covered lead to like the next report I'm going to go into. Baptist Media promotes FEMA and DHS grants, Department of Homeland Security, to the most wicked factions of our government. Baptist Media promotes FEMA and DHS grants to churches, meaning we're going to take more money. We're not, it's not enough just to be yoked up with our 501c3 tax exempt status so our parishioners can write it off on their taxes. You know, if that's your motivation of why you're giving to a charity, well, I don't think God's going to be super happy with that. You know, so you can write it off on your taxes. The Bible says, I mean, Jesus Christ talked about the concept of when you give, and this isn't always possible, obviously, let not your right hand know what your left hand's doing. In other words, don't give to be seen among men. And a lot of times if you're giving to a church and, you know, it's on paper in a check form or whatever, I'm not saying that all the people that do that are bad people or, or, or they're doing it to be seen. I'm just saying that for some, I do believe that is the case. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. And then is there another motivating factor so you can write it off on your IRS taxes? And IRS being like one of the most wicked factions of government that we've ever seen. I've done whole studies on that. Now, I'm, again, I'm not condemning anybody that's, that's whatever. I understand a lot of times you give to ministries, there's no other way to do it. But I'm more talking about here the intention of, of a person's heart when they give. Because you want to give, when you give, the Bible says, uh, it talks about this, and I did a whole teaching on it, the Old Testament Levitical tithe, which we're not under to support the Hebrew priesthood, essentially, versus New Testament giving. What does the New Testament say about giving? The Bible says the Lord loveth the cheerful giver. And it talks about, you know, different, um, you know, things that are good to give to. Orphans and widows and, and worthy ministries and um, um, these types of things. Okay. Not building gigantic 501c3 church corporations yoked up with the government that keep the absolute vast majority of m the millions that are flowing into them. That's, there's no Bible for that at all. None. The Bible would speak against such a thing. So if you're not familiar with that concept, just key in tithe or giving and tithe. You'll find my study I did on it. It's, it's an older one, but it's just as applicable today. It's just what does the New Testament say about how we're supposed to give in this, you know, since Jesus Christ was here. Well, what does the Bible say about that? It's pretty clear. It's, it's very clear. 
Um, so Baptist Media promotes FEMA and DHS grants to churches for nonprofit security program. That's what's named nonprofit security program. A disturbing trend: the Southern Baptist and the other conservative evangelical churches' appetite for federal money is growing. Yeah, get get more and more yoked up with that B system because most of them are already on that train to the to the uh, one world religion under Antichrist. They're all on the same train, and they they boarded it via their five hundred one c three tax exempt status yoking up with the government and the irs which is getting more wicked by the day now the, then they come then you got your fema clergy response teams which is a whole other level of wicked and evil that i've talked about a lot and now you have this the fema dhs grants to churches for nonprofit security program and the churches love it they're loving this federal money i mean it's almost like how could their how could the pastors doing it doing this not have their conscience sear with a hot iron like the bible talks about how, how is that possible well the bible says in first timothy 4 1 that in the latter times you know this is going to be the case so let me just read that to you first timothy 4 1 now the spirit capital s the holy spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times well that's where we're at right some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. I will have to say that I think the um, clarion call for these churches to yoke up with the government th through their 501c3 corporate status is one of the main ways they've given heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Deviating to all these new age Bible verses, NIV also has 64,098 less words, which is almost 10% of the total text. It has a rabid, um, uh, the original NIV had a rabid lesbian named Virginia Mullencott on the translation committee who was into like Gaia worship and stuff like this. How can the text not be corrupt when those are the translators? Now, I've done studies on all these things, just key in King James or in key in 501c3. I have been screaming about this ever since I've been in ministry. And I, I, I'm saying that giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, those are two of the main ways that this has corrupted the church. Speaking lies and hypocrisy and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. I don't know how you go to, a, to as a pastor, you join the FEMA clergy response team, or you take money from the DHS and Homeland Security, unless your conscience has been seared with a hot iron. And how could anything really be good coming from the pulpit of those pastors? Or at least whatever's coming from the pulpit's got to be highly leavened, which is bad doctrine. A little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. Jesus Christ said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. So, I mean, I'm just pointing out, to me, it just seems like obvious stuff here. Um, it goes, and this is just the header I'm reading you. This time they appear eager to partner with the government in developing security protocols for things called incident, ex incident response and domestic terrorism. Does your house of worship, or HOW, which is how they're classified, the, the abbreviation for churches evidently, or at least in this case, um, I guess house of worship would include any type of religion. House of worship or HOW, HOW, partner with the government and tax dollars for security, emergency release, relief efforts, community development, man-made incidents, cybercrime response, and infrastructure training. 
And just so you know, I, I mean, obviously, if I'm going to talk about this, I've never done any of this stuff. I don't have a degree from from a cemetery. I'm, I mean, a seminary. I mean, I'm not saying they're all bad, but, you know. Look at the fruit. That's all I'm saying. I've never done any of this stuff. Never with this ministry. And God's... Through his mercy and his grace... I've been able to stay up here for all these years. And I've been doing this for about 20 years around there. Or maybe more. I mean, I think I've had the email list for longer. But a good, now we're looking at a good over 15 years with ContendingForTruth.com. But, you know, if you go this route, you're going to, there's a lot of things you, you can't, like, get, it, it almost forces you to stay small. You know, which is fine with me. Fine with me. I mean, if you look in the in the New Testament, the churches were house churches. They were not gigantic denominational systems that ruled over other churches. There's no Bible for that. There's Bible against it. Romans, um, was it Romans 1? Where it talks about, one saith I am of Apollos, one saith I am of Paul. One saith I am of Jesus. Is Christ divided? Well, Paul led me to the Lord. Well, Jesus led me. To, oh, I'm better than you. Know, I, I've got the true. That's how the denominational system started. And it started, if you think, what is that? That's pride. There's, there's another aspect of this whole mess of Christianity that is totally unbiblical. The denominational system. There's no Bible. But I, I see a lot of pride in that so going forward here it says if it does then it is very likely your church leaders have been enticed to do so by the lure of free money and the encouragement of denominational leaders it's just so um, unbelievable to me that i even have to report on stuff like this would you like a visit to a new church and be actively assessed for being a potential threat while dhs and fema trained greeters chat with you in a program tool called the power of hello your answers might get you reported to the federal agencies involved as a potential threat of person of interest if your politics or even preferred language does not follow that of the pastor or staffers or the trusted team trained by the and funded by with government grants from the FEMA and DHS. So you could see that this is just one more level of our corrupt, wicked government taking, and I'm not saying everybody in the government is corrupt and wicked. I'm just saying the people at the head, uh, the satanic elite that are um, at the top of the food chain over these programs are. They're very wicked and evil. And this is just one more way they're corrupting an already corrupt Christian 501c3 denominational system. This is just one more level of evil that's now entering in. They're, they already own the church lock, stock, and barrel, but this is just more ownership they're taking possession of. Good luck if you're seeking and visiting a new church or if you're or if you are considered a problematic member of your own. 
If you do not think your HOW, meaning House of Worship, is involved or receiving such funding, consider that leaders can often be less than forthcoming about such programs and that the potential for abuses are massive and growing. Well, I know for um, from what I've heard regarding this FEMA clergy response system, which has been around for at least probably going on near 20 years, because it was first reported in around 2005, and they were really trying to keep a tight tight lip on it if you go into that you're you're not supposed to breathe a word and you're you're literally um gathering intel on your parishioners that's one of the jobs you have if you're part of the fema clergy response team which is even different than what i'm going over today so that you can act like a good little narc and rat them out along the way and you know turn in your database to Department of Homeland Security so they can know everything about your... <laughs> I don't have no database of, of, of uh, my listeners. I'm not dealing with any of this stuff. I've kept myself unentangled. I saw how wicked it was. Probably around... When I really got the clue on this was probably early 2000s. And that was when I first went to the, the first independent fundamental king james only baptist church okay and in that regard they saw this as a problem as well i and i, I learned from that standpoint i did learn a lot regarding that particular point um there was a lot of other issues though going on in that denominational system that i could not abide. i've got into that in previous teachings um but this is a absolute 900 pound gorilla in the room that 99.9 percent of probably more than that churches will you'll never hear a peep of them a peep about any of this because they're part of it they're part of the system even if they're not taking fema or dhs money they're still part of the 501c3 system which is still there's just degrees you know how 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 in bed with satan do you want to get you know, do you want do you want to just have you want to be a, like let's think of the a boiling pot of water. You want to be into your knees. You want to be into your hips. You want to be up to your neck. Pick your pleasure. You know, because that's what this is. You okay? So if you're FEMA clergy response team, and you're taking money from this this new program um, with DHS and, and FEMA, and you're already five hundred one c three church. Uh, and I know there's a lot of other ways you can entangle yourself with the wicked factions of government. You know, you can be up to your, your eyeballs if you want. No problem. Here's a, um, okay, let me, let me read this last. Yeah. Uh, if you do not think your house of worship is involved or receiving such funding, consider that leaders can often be less than forthcoming about such programs. Yeah, we read that. Now here's an app. Louisiana Baptist app promotes FEMA grants. And this is a right from their, uh, I don't know, website, I guess. It's called The Message. Share the message. FEMA announces grants and information opportunities. And it shows a picture of Louisiana, the state. It has the, the FEMA thing. And um, this is from, by uh, this is a Baptist message that was put out, I guess, to baptists or whatever baptist denominations and this is from this louisiana uh 
Louisiana Baptist thing, okay, about the FEMA grants. And it says, what is the funding form? According to Department of Homeland Security, churches or houses of worship need to partner with federal and local agencies in security and disaster preparedness and response. Oh, they do. Well, I don't see any Bible for that, and that's all we should really be worrying about. But according to Satan, or the Department of Homeland Security, we need to partner with them. Well, of course Satan is going to tell you to yoke up with the government. Of course. The Bible says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what, for what communion hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and Christ with Belial, or the devil? Well, how much more true would that be for a church to yoke up with a wicked government faction like the Department of Homeland Security and FEMA? How much more true? Talk about something that's going to corrupt your foundation or corrupt your whole church. You know, that, that verse in um, Corinthians is regarding, you know, don't yoke up with unbelievers. Well, my word. You're totally entangling your whole church now. But you did that when you had your 501c3 status. And now you're going to go to another level, going in with FEMA and DHS. And maybe you're already a FEMA clergy response team member, which is, <laughs> you know. Um, these, and so this is this Baptist, um, Louisiana Baptist promoting this. It says, these competitive grants provide funding to improve facility security preparedness and emergency planning. FEMA grant information website. Um, the idea that the new faith-based faith -based grant programs come into play as Christians are being blamed in the new report, in a new report for coordinating the riots of January 6, 2021, that whole Trump garbage debacle outside the Capitol is beyond unsettling. Given the groundswell of media and progressive efforts to blame Trump supporters, especially white evangelicals for the events of January 6, 2021, the idea of recruiting pastors and churches, church officials to be full on and paid FEMA and DHS partners is quite alarming. Cause so they literally want to turn the, the pastors and the people in the church hierarchy into paid FEMA and DHS informants. This is just another way of kind of introducing to me the FEMA clergy response team from a different standpoint, more just offering flat out money to do it. And the love of money is the root of all evil. And the hireling, Jesus said, has no love for the flock, has no true love for the flock. He will not lay down his life for the sheep. No way. Why? Because he's doing it for the hire, the money. But the true shepherd will lay down his life for the sheep. And a true shepherd should not be entangled and yoked up with a wicked, corrupt governmental system that says, we give you your right to exist. Through your FEMA through your 501c3 corporate status. And the IRS tells you what to do. You've never heard me deviate off this in all the years I've been in ministry. I've been screaming about this for years and years. And it just, I just get more confirmation that I've been on the right track and I'll, I'll give the Holy Spirit 
Father God and Jesus Christ, all the credit for guiding me in this direction, but I have not been giving my listeners bad advice about this. Do we just see, I mean, this is just more and more evidence that, you know, that, that expression, you know, if you let the camel get its head in the tent, pretty soon the whole camel's in the tent with you. A little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. A leaven's like yeast and it permeates through the whole thing. And as you participate in these things, I believe your conscience gets more and more seared with a hot iron. And the seminaries, by and large, are to, for me to blame for this because they're the ones teaching their pastors and their students to do this. So they're in collusion as well. They're more on honestly. Um, That's why I'm glad I wasn't. I was never trained in that. I have a doctorate, but it's in chiropractic. I mean, I have probably, if you look at the amount of time I put into clinical nutrition, that'd be another doctorate. I could go out and teach seminars, guys. I was being groomed to do that. And you say, oh, you're bragging. Uh, well, I'm just saying I was. I'm not going to apologize for the for the um, knowledge that God's given me. I'll give him the total credit, praise, and glory. I'm not saying I'm Mr. Smarty Pants. I know everything. I learn new stuff every day. Still to this day. But I would say that, that but I don't have a, a, any kind of formal doctorate in theology or whatever. I just read the Bible. And my, my Bible's highlighted from one end to the other with all kind of cross-references and over the years that, I, that I've made. That's my formal education for it's been in the church and been with my own studying. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what I've always tried to endeavor to do. And I've tried to encourage other people to do that as well. So, um, recall this quote from the April 28, 2021, Biden first addressed to Congress as president. As president. He said, setting his administration's tone in his first speech to Congress, President Joe Biden said, uh, Wednesday, that white supremacists posed the most lethal terrorist threat to the United States. That's the stance of our government. And we won't ignore what our intelligence agencies have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland today. White supremacist terrorism. What a stinking lie from the pit of hell that is. But if you were the devil wouldn't that be what you would want to do to classify christians in particular white christians in particular and i mean i'm not apologizing for that that's what they're doing they're targeting whites because that's who they say the white supremacists are primarily white christians and particularly white male christians that's how they're classified and there's a lot of white male and female Christians, obviously, that go to Christian churches across America. Well, they're the biggest terrorism threat, according to the government. And you can see why Satan would want to target them, obviously. This new report blaming Christians, white Christian nationalist evangelicals, and I'm not saying I agree with all these terms they're using, but blaming Christians for the January 6th riots at the Capitol in 2021 is part of a sweeping 
campaign to vilify conservative Christians? Of course. Further dangers exist. DHS language in the FEMA grants is dis disturbing as the church or house of worship, HOW, is described as an inclusive communities of faith. See, now look at what they're designating FEMA, DHS, okay, these horribly demonic governmental institutions. They're classifying HOWs, house of worship, as inclusive communities of faith what if you're trying to actually go by the word of god and it says be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers and that the only way to heaven is through the lord jesus christ his death burial and resurrection his finished work on the cross what if you believe in that well that's not inclusive what if you believe in romans 1 and all the other places in the bible that it talks about homosexuality and these types of things as being an abomination. Well, that's not inclusive. Well, you better get in line, church, or we're going to pull your 501c3 status and you won't even have a church anymore, much less get this money, these FEMA grants. So what the problem is, is, is once you enter in, once you go down that road as, as a pastor, and that, if that's all you've ever known, it, it's just bad. Because at what point are you going to finally wake up and break free? And break it free, the further you go down the road, the more painful it will be to break free. I never went down the road. I mean, I've, I've been in some 501c3 churches along the way, but I've never been like, like this ministry's never been in any way shape or form along those lines i, I knew that was the reason this minute it's a big reason this ministry started and what that allowed me to do is say whatever i believe god was leading me to say i i really believe if you're in this 501c3 systems you got to be very careful you don't want to violate that 501c3 charter and have the irs show up or the government show up and you lose everything So what about those who do not fit this inclusive mantra? Well, you better get in line. Number one, many gullible young pastors and seminary students have already been indoctrinated with social justice and critical theories and view their own conservative congregants as problematic politically. Can you imagine being so sorry that you come out of a seminary and you think that your conservative congregants are problematic politically and divisive? Can you imagine being that sorry from a biblical standpoint, I, here's the thing. I was brought up in the biggest, like, secular, hedonistic family. Party hardy. Mom was into, my mom was into yoga. I mean, m m both my parents were like partiers, big time, you know. Taught me, well, I mean, I, I was beyond, oh, I mean, I was so wild. I can't even believe I'm even alive. I look back on the things I did. I, I had, all I can say is God's been so merciful to me, I can't even comprehend it. I mean, I, I was not, my, my mom gave money to Planned Parenthood. She marched in their parades. I mean, I was not brought up in a Christian household, conservative. And somehow, even me that had that kind of background, 
that rejected God over and over and over, somehow I got saved. And somehow I started, you know. So I'm just like, I, I look at these other people and these other things, I'm like, why at some point couldn't you have broken free? Why are there so many millions of Christians that are caught in this and are content to be in it and stay in it? Isn't there something nagging you that something's wrong? If the Holy Spirit is truly leading you, and again, I know that could sound really sanctimonious to be saying that. I'm just saying, I don't understand it. If the Holy Spirit's guiding you, he should be chastising you if you're out of his will. And I, I'm looking at this whole system and I see nothing but bad out of his will. I see this whole 501c3 system, which, you know, there's First Church of Satan's 501c3 and all kind of other pagan religions are the same, same religious. They're all considered houses of worship, just like the Christians. They're all on the same train to the one world religion under the Antichrist and false prophet. That is not a place I think any person calling themselves Christian should be. At some point, they're going to have to get their eyes opened. It's it's scary. It's like, well, I don't understand. Whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards. How could they go through and there'd be no chastisement? Now, I'm not asking this question to, to my listeners. I'm just making statements to think about. And I'm sure not saying it because I think I'm Mr. Perfect Christian or whatever. I'm not. I'm just saying from my background, my horrible, secular, hedonistic background, godless as you could get, I God still pulled me out of that and I figured this out some way. It, to me, I look at this whole thing and it's not that hard. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just goes on to say that um, what is next? Pastors keeping an eye on the flock for their new for their new partners, meaning FEMA. And, yeah, well, that's exactly what they're doing, and that's exactly what the FEMA clergy response team tells you to do. It's data mining. It's it's information gathering. Yes, it even has a name: the power of hello. Now, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Evidently, that's the questioning process you have to go through if you go into these churches. <laughs> the Southern Baptist denomination has a network of send, quote, send relief centers across the country and in Puerto Rico, which partner full-time with federal agencies in FEMA disaster relief. Community development and import Muslim refugees, which is good because we want to import as many of those God-hating um, Muslims that want to chop the infidels' heads off as possible. We've talked a lot about that in previous studies. Uh, and fight a variety of social ills. Oh, I'm sure it, it'll... How dare you discriminate against LGBTQ? How dare you discriminate against the transgender movement? How dare you, whatever, go against public school curriculum that's godless and evil and teaches all kinds of sexual perversion. Obviously, those are the social ills they're talking about. That The church needs to be in, in lockstep with FEMA and, FEMA and DHS to fight, you know, for the cause of um, the devil, essentially. 
Many, many of these social ills are blamed on injustice and discrimination while promoting social justice, diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is what you're, you're yoking up with if you take this FEMA clergy response team, uh, well, this, this DHS FEMA grant money. In short, the money is driving the vision. This grant money is driving the vision and not the great commission of Jesus. Oh, no. I mean, the great commission of Jesus go, you know, preaching all the world and these types of things and make disciples and, you know, try to save as many as you can through the power of the Holy Spirit, these types of things. Well, that's not even anywhere remotely part of this. That would be greatly, greatly forbidden because that's not inclusive. It's not inclusive. It's exclusive. You get saved the way Jesus said you get saved in the Bible. And that's not the way what the book uh, or any of the Hindu writings or or Buddhist or Islam or any of these other things. No, no, no. So that would go against it. So the Great Commission preaching the gospel theoretically would be really forbidden with this. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, Matthew 16, 15. Number three, the faith-based partnerships do not allow for ministry of the gospel and any church involved with such funding to be too busy in the FEMA roles. Faith-based, okay. Where any explicit religious activity is forbidden and against the grant guidelines. Okay, let, let me read that again. I, I didn't read it in the right way. The faith-based partnerships do not allow for ministry of the gospel, which is what I just said. So, okay, so now you're really going to geld the church. We don't teach salvation through Jesus Christ anymore. We did, but this, what's more important is that we obey the government and do whatever they tell us to do, no matter how satanic and evil and wicked they become. According to Romans, obviously, even though that's a bastardization and, and a total misinterpretation of Romans. So I, I keep getting off track here. Um, regarding that, what I just mentioned, see my te I posted it here in the PDF for this date of um, March 7th, 2022. See my teaching, Romans 13, or you can just go to contendingfortruth.com and Kean's, Kean, just Romans, that one word, you'll find it. Romans 13, an unlimited subservience to the government. And this is just talking about the pastors that preach Romans 13, and they're just 501c3. Whatever the government, well, hold on. What what happens when the Bible, which is, you know, supposedly, you know, it, it should be the word of God. It should be how we live our lives and conduct ourselves as Christians. What happens when the Bible contradicts what the government's telling us to do? The wicked, evil, corrupt government. Well, you obey the government. Well, that's how Hitler got the, the pastors to comply with all of his satanic mandates back in World War II. He told the pastors, preach Romans 13, and it worked great. Honestly, if you look at that concept, that's how a lot of cults get started. Mormons, oh, okay, we've got all these extra biblical books in Mormonism, okay, that are, you know, Pearl of Great Price or the Book of Mormon and all this other stuff. Okay, well, hold on. What about when, like, the Pearl of Great Price, the Book of Mormon, and all this other garbage contradicts the Word of God? Well, you go by 
these new books that we just have. See, something's always got to have preeminence. If the Bible had preeminence, the Mormons couldn't even have the Book of Mormon or the Pearl of Great Price or whatever heretical things they've got in that death cult. They couldn't have it. Because the Bible would take preeminence and would expose those books to be lies. Jehovah Witnesses. Oh, we've got the Watchtower magazine, the supposedly angelically inspired, that's predicted the end of the world wrong I don't know how many occasions because it's so of God and so angelically inspired. Huh. Give me a break. Well, no, the Watchtower magazine takes preeminence over what the Bible says, obviously. And there's other heretical things they've got, too. Most pseudo-Christian cults operate off that same premise. They can never have the Bible, in particular the King James Bible, being their, their sole authority. Okay, They can't have that. They've got to have other extra-biblical things. The Catholics have it, tons of it. That's how they can justify whatever garbage they're doing in their little selective pseudo-Christian death cult. Those religions, those cults that are like that. I've done teachings on Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses. I haven't done one of Seventh-day Adventists. It's just never was able to get to it. But my teaching is entitled Romans 13, an unlimited subservience to the government. Where should a Bible-believing Christian draw the line? It's an older teaching, but just as applicable to today. In fact, it's needed more today than it was when I did it because of this garbage that we're covering today. The faith-based partnerships do not allow for ministry of the gospel. <laughs> so you take this money, basically. <laughs> Don't even think about preaching the gospel. It, it, and if you did, that shows us you're not being, quote, inclusive. Your HOW, your house of worship, isn't being inclusive. And that's a that's a no-no, young man. We're going to take away that grant money. We're probably going to take away your 501c3 corporate status. And you're going to lose your whole church. Oh, I'll fall in line. I'll fall in line, Mr. Devil. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. That's what most of them do. And any church involved with such funding will be too busy in its FEMA roles <laughs> where any explicit religious activity is forbidden and against the grant guidelines. You, you See, you take this money, well, there's all kind of uh, strings and red tape if you want to keep getting the money or if you don't want them trying to get the money. Out. What Bible is there for you taking money from a wicked, corrupt government? Show me that. Well, I can show you the love of money is the root of all evil. I can show you that the hirelings have no true love for the sheep. I can show you that if Satan transforms himself into a minister of righteousness, it's no marvel that his ministers, Satan's ministers, can be transformed into what appear to be ministers of righteousness. I'm paraphrasing a little bit there. I can show you that. I can show you, be ye not unequally, unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Well, how much more so an un, a, a wicked, corrupt governmental system trying to control you? How will churches be able to do what God has commissioned them to do with the gospel while fulfilling their roles and obligations as governmental contractors during disasters and other events impacting their communities? I mean, it's just unbelievable. But hey, it's the new normal. It's the new normal.
Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Yep, the word wax means grow. The falling away of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 of the church. Right before the wicked, capital W, Antichrist is revealed. Do you have, do these churches have any real love for the truth? That are doing this. How could anyone possibly think they do? Well, from the same chapter, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie. Well, could that be these pastors joking up with FEMA and, and clergy response teams and all this other stuff? I'm not saying every 501c3 pass. I'm just saying when you go to this level where you're taking literal grant money. But see, one thing leads to another. You know, isn't that what they always say about sin? It's just like, you know, you, you dabble in it a little bit and then and then you dabble more and then you dabble more and then, you know, you're in up to your eyeballs. That's why you don't want to mess with it. And for this cause, God will send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I, I, how could you not take this money for that pastor to not be taking pleasure in unrighteousness? Well, he's counting that money. You can't spend that money in hell, pastor. You can't do it. Not that I'm aware of. I don't think there's any ATMs in hell either. Because that's how serious this issue is, I believe. And not only that, to whom much is given, much is required. If you're a pastor over a flock and you're doing this kind of stuff and you're on the FEMA clergy response team and or you're taking money from FEMA and you're all yoked up with the government and you're all worried about all this stuff, well, where are you leading your parishioners? Where are you leading your flock? The Bible says if the blind lead the blind, they're going to both fall into a ditch. And you're obviously blind at bare minimum, if not totally overtly turned over to a reprobate mind liking what you're doing because there's a lot of those out there there's a lot of closet satanists and luciferians and that are seek out pastors a pastoral position so that they can do that very thing i know it's hard to comprehend but you know it's like what do you want do you want more punishment in hellfire yeah i want to i want more punishment in hellfire so i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deceive as many christians as possible so i get a better uh spot in hellfire where they think they're going to rule and reign with satan it's going to be a big party and it's not. Where their worm dieth not. Eternal flames. And then the lake of fire to look forward to. At the great white throne judgment. I mean, you know, it's not, obviously what I'm talking about today is no big deal, right? I mean, you know, just multitudes of souls hang in the balance regarding issues like this. Because of where this leads. So, the last point. All government understanding, training, and guidelines are in are inner faith. And have no ability to preserve or care for Christian faith or its distinctions or God-given authority and vision. So, they're, all their government training and guidelines are, are inner faith. And... 
Meaning you have to just basically accept what, what the church of Satan says, what Islam says, what Hindu, well, we're all, all that matters is we're interfaith, we're inclusive, and we're lukewarm as you can possibly be. I mean, if, if this isn't the, the um, budding one world religion under Antichrist, I don't know what is. It's damnable heresies as the Bible talks about. And Jude. In fact, it's just the opposite. Such interfaith and multi-faith efforts require the true church and its leadership to abandon such sectarian and divisive faith identities and become part of a trusted community. Should be a trusted satanic community within the inclusive community of faith. And you could see, again, why would the devil why why would he obviously it's you it's very easy to see why he would want this to happen to christianity many pastors and denominations have already been leading their churches down this deadly path of denying biblical christianity in the name of serving and community development the church is not in danger of going down this path. It is already well down this path due to their 501c3 entanglements and more money is now pay, paving the way for the slide into this apostate vision for the Church of America. So there you go. Okay, so we're going to switch gears now. This next report uh, is entitled Perpetual Tyranny, Endless Wars are the enemy of freedom. And this is a quote from um, James Mad Madison, who was considered, uh, he was an American statesman, statesman diplomat, expansionist, uh, philosopher, and founding father who served as the fourth president of the United States. Okay, so <clears throat> his quote is, of all the enemies to the public liberty, war is perhaps the most to be dreaded because it comprises and develops the germ of every other. War is the parent of armies. From these proceed debts and taxes, known instruments for bringing the many under the denomination, the domination of the few. No nation could, pres could preserve its freedom in the midst of continual warfare. This, this report starts out by saying, as long as Americans, <clears throat> America's politicians continue to involve us in wars, that bankrupt the nation, jeopardize our servicemen and women, and increase the chances of terrorism and blowback domestically, and push the nation that much that much closer to eventual collapse, we the people will find ourselves in a perpetual state of tyranny. It's time for the U.S. government to, to stop policing the, the globe. The latest crisis, America's part in the showdown between Russia and the Ukraine, has conveniently followed on the heels of a long line of other crises manufactured or otherwise, which have occurred like clockwork in order to keep Americans distracted, deluded, amused, and insulated from the government's steady encroachments on our freedoms. See, all, all these, these freedoms being taken away are still going along breakneck. COVID was just one part of the whole thing, and it's I'm not saying it's over, but it um, they're moving on to a different phase now. But we're going to even be talking about how they're still encroaching regarding the um <clears throat> basically the vaccine passports uh, in a little bit okay so 
Going further, it says, and so it continues in its Orwellian fashion. Two years after COVID-19 shifted the world into a state of global authoritarianism, just as the people's tolerance for heavy-handed mandates seem to have finally worn thin, we're being prepped for the next distraction and the next drain on our economy. Yet policing the globe and waging endless wars abroad isn't making America or, or the rest of the world any safer. It's certainly not making America great again, and it's undeniably digging the U.S. into deeper debt. Indeed, if we were to put an end to all the government's military meddling and bring all our troops home today, it would take decades to pay down the prices of these wars and get government's creditors off our back. War has become a huge money-making venture, and the U.S. government, with its vast military empire, is one of the best buyers and sellers. What most Americans brainwashed into believing that patriotism means supporting the war machine. Uh, they fail to recognize that it is these ongoing wars that have little to do with keeping the country safe and everything to do with propping up the military-industrial complex that continues to dominate, dictate, and shape almost every aspect of our lives. Consider, we are a military culture engaged in continuous warfare. We have been a nation at war for most of our existence. We are a nation that makes a living from killing through defense contracts, weapons manufacturing, and endless wars. We are also being fed a steady diet of violence through the, our entertainment, news, and politics. All the military equipment featured in the blockbuster movies uh, is provided at taxpayer expense in exchange for carefully placed promotional spots. Back when I was a boy in the 1950s, almost every classic sci-fi movie, movie ended with the heroic American military saving the day. Whether it was the battle, um, whether it was battle tanks in Invaders from Mars, 1953, or military roadblocks in Invasion of the Body Snatchers in 1956. Um, <clears throat> what I didn't know then as a schoolboy was the extent to which the Pentagon was paying to be cast as America's savior. By the time my own kids were growing up, it was Jerry Bruckmeister's blockbuster film Top Gun, created with Pentagon assistance and equipment that boosted civic pride in the military. Now it's my grandkids' turns to be awed and overwhelmed by child-focused military propaganda. There's links to everything that he's talking about here, if you want to click on those. Uh, don't even get me started on the war propaganda churned out by the toy makers. <clears throat> even reality TV shows have gotten in on the gig with the Pentagon's entertainment office helping to sell war to the American public. It's estimated that the U.S. military intelligence agencies, including NSA, have influenced over 1,800 movies and TV shows. And then there are the growing number of video games, a number of which are engineered by or created for the military, which have accustomed players to interactive warplay through military simulations and first-person shooter scenarios. This is how you acclimate a population to war. This is how you cultivate loyalty to the war machine. This is how to borrow from the subtitle of the 1964 film, Dr. Strangelove, you teach a nation, quote, to stop worrying and love the bomb, end of quote. As journalist David Sirota writes for Salon, collusion between the military and Hollywood, including allowing Pentagon officials to line edit scripts, is once again on the rise, with new television programs and movies slated to celebrate the U.S. Navy SEALs. Major Hollywood directors remain more than happy to ideologically slant their films in precisely the pro-war, pro-militaristic direction that the Pentagon demands in exchange for taxpayer-subsidized access to military hardware. Why is the Pentagon and the CIA and the government at large so focused on using Hollywood as a propaganda machine? 
To those who profit from war, they view it as a product to be sold via pop culture products that sanitize war and in the process boost recruitment numbers. At a time when more and more Americans are questioning the fundamental tenets of militarism, i.e. budget-busting defense expenditures and never-ending wars and occupations, etc., military officials are desperate to turn the public opinion tide back to a pro-militaristic direction, and they know pop culture is the most effective tool to achieve that goal. And that's the end of it. So, of course, actually, he goes on a lot further, and I give you the link at this... Um, yeah, there should be a link in here to... Uh, if you want to know more i just think that's good to be reminded of before we actually start talking about <clears throat> like the ukraine and russia and these types of things now um i'm going to present some information letters i've gotten regarding this subject here is from a um oh, a long time pastor i supported please read and pray much for the christians in ukraine what a battle they're having and um, this is from Victor Karpluk. I give his uh, his email addresses here. And he's writing to um, Pastor Manus, who is the one that started this. Well, he, I don't know if he started it, but he's got a, they've got an orphanage over in the Ukraine that, that I've, I've supported. I don't know how long. Uh, hmm, close to 20 years, I think. Anyway, uh, I'm not saying that to what I'm just saying. It's 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 a worthy ministry, and um, this is from I think his main pastor over there, and I believe in, in probably having to do with the orphanages, Victor Carplunk. He says, um, <clears throat> "Forgive me for not writing these days. They bombed Zadomir with rockets. A lot of horror. They destroyed Ukraine. They shoot rockets at houses with tanks. Many victims. Yesterday they bombed." Kiev again, but the Russians also suffer defeat. In six days of the war, Russians have killed more than 5,000. Now, I understand this may be a little dated. This was on March 2nd. We're about four days past that. Um, <clears throat> uh, brother, it's just terrible what's going on here. No one believed that there could be a war. On February 23rd, I woke up and read the news that they were bombing somewhere. I didn't believe it. Then they announced that Kharkiv was also bombed in eastern Ukraine. Then Kherson... And it wasn't tanks that fired, but rockets, bombs in cities. It's terrible. We decided to move to Lviv, which is not far from the Polish border, 150 kilometers. I took my family, children, and got into the car, took a few things, and drove off. I said to uh, uh, Aliyah, let's wait in Lolov. I'm sorry if I'm butchering these names. Uh, let them stop shooting, and we will return home. But on the second day, the shelling intensified in cities closer to the eastern part of Ukraine, and I tell the family, here too, it will not be safe soon. You need to run. We went to the border to go to Poland. We did not sleep for three days. Through the forest, tanks, police, thousands of cars, thousands of refugees began to go to the border. It was only the second day of the war. We were in the car in traffic for three days. <clears throat> uh, it was about 80 kilometers, I guess, maybe to get there. They had to travel. Uh, it was cold, no hot food, thousands, hundreds of women with small children, just awful, and everyone goes to the border. We got to the border, and they don't let me in. I was told by the border guards that the family can go to Poland, but then I am a man, I must stay. And it was a shock to everyone, horror, and what were we to do? We started praying, 
uh, only a miracle from God could save us. And on the second day, a presidential decree was issued that men who have many children, who have three or more children, can cross the border with their family. And this was God's real answer for us. We were, again, in traffic for a day. I didn't sleep for so long. I didn't want to eat. I, I did a three-day fast and cried out to God. The problem is that the president had previously issued a decree that men from 18 to 60 years old were forbidden to leave the Ukraine. Um, God bless, and yeah, I heard that too. Uh, God bless, on the 26th, we crossed the border into Poland. They helped, they helped us find where to stop for a time in Poland. We are safe, my family, but Poland is not a safe place. We are thinking of moving as refugees to the U.S. or Canada if we, they will accept us. Right soon again, pray for us, Victor. Okay, so there's one account. Um, here's another from um, long time. Actually, this listener is the one that was in. I've read so many from from Tonga, and uh, I just put out his multiple emails in the last study. Okay, so yeah, so um, if you want to read that, it's in the newsletter that I put up a couple days ago, and uh, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to take in on Tonga. I, I just didn't have the time to go over it all thoroughly, but you can read what he said. But anyway, um, this is from him, and it's listener comment, help Ukrainian families who suffer in war. Uh, evidently, I didn't know this, but um, <clears throat> Jonathan, who is, who is the, my listener in Tonga, who has a, a family, and his wife is Ukrainian. I didn't know this. So he said, hi, friends, my wife... Lena, who is Ukrainian, is getting contacted by loads of friends and family stuck in bomb shelters and basements in Kiev and other cities, and they're getting real reports of dire consequences there in lack of food, clean water, medicines, warm clothes, etc. So we started a funding campaign. Our goal is to reach $100,000 to help 200 families, giving $500 per family, which would be able to supply a family of four uh, family of four to four to six weeks worth of food, water, medicines, etc., uh, this money will be Western Union to each family's head of their household. So the money will go directly to helping each family. Um, and I, I normally don't even get into stuff like this, but I'm, you know, Jonathan's a really long time listener. And I mean, he's, I've been communicating with him long enough to know he's not, he's not about the greed. Okay. Which is the main thing to me. I, I verified, yes, he's the one that him and his wife are the ones that are in charge of this. So you can email them. I give you his email address here. And um, he said, uh, here's a link to the campaign funding. Whatever you can spare would be greatly appreciated. Please share this link and help us reach our goals. Thank you. God bless you. Love, Jonathan. So I gave you the link here. I just want to make sure it's the, the link here is good. And you'll you'll be able to... It's givesendgo.com, but then the letters behind it are uh, G as in go to... V is in Victor US, like United States. So it's give, send, go. They're not using, and we're going to talk about the um, other one, that other one in a second. Um, give, send, go, one word, dot com, forward slash, I'm sorry. The letter G, number two, V is in Victor US, like United States. Um, and I give you the link there, but I'm just saying if you want to just key it in. It's help Ukrainian families who are suffering in war. And you'll see it says campaign created by Lena Traceder, and that's his wife. So anyway, um, you can give, share, pray. They've got all kind of options there. They're already up to $2,175.
Um, so that's good. Uh, okay, so let's go further here. Um, okay, then I got another email from him. <laughs> and I had to read this. And this one I says, listener comment about how evil GoFundMe is. Okay, now they're the ones that just stole all that money from, I know, the trucker convoy thing. And, and you know, they are never, ever to be trusted. They are wicked and evil. GoFundMe. Okay, so Jonathan, again, he said, I, I have a quick kind of funny story when setting up this campaign. We first tried to use GoFundMe. Although my boys told me it was a fascist company, I should not bother with them. My boys are the ones who turned me on to Give, Send, Go uh, with a great Christian platform. Our campaign was flagged, meaning when he tried to do it with GoFundMe, their campaign was flagged, trying to get money to these Ukrainian families. Okay. Then I got an email by Daniela, and she said she would escalate, escalate our campaign to the compliance team and signed her name now this is from this is from gofundme daniela she slash her hmm and he said i'm like what's going on and the next email i get they said we are writing to inform you that your fundraiser has fundraiser has been removed due to violation of our terms of service see when you let satan police something which is what this GoFundMe platform is, don't expect to have anything righteous funded. You know, never, never, ever expect that. That's why you don't, you know, yoke up with those types of things. Um, then it said, so I wrote them in response. Uh, this is what Jonathan, Jonathan said. He said, yeah, that's why we were told not to use your platform and go elsewhere. So we switched to another great platform, GiveSendGo.com, and have our campaign up and running. I can give you the link if you want to donate. He's obviously being like tongue-in-cheek here. Let me know. Thanks, Jonathan. And then behind it, he said, he, him, sometimes it. <laughs> He's trying to like mess with good old Daniela and her proper pronoun, whatever. If it's a guy, who knows? It's probably a guy calling himself. His, his name was probably Dan. And he changed it, he had the sex change, and he had to change it to Daniela. Um, she, her, probably. I mean, that's what I would speculate. I mean, that seems to be common. Here's the thing, though. A transgender can change their whatever all day long. You know what doesn't change? Your male or female DNA. You are 100% male still. I don't care what you get lopped off or cut off or, or, or mangled, okay? You are still 100% female or male you have 100 percent dna of a male or female and that will never ever change no matter what you do i got a whole file on that it's such an abomination okay so here's another another report i'm kind of, i'm kind of trying to give more of a broad perspective of this russian invasion ukraine pastor shares inspirational message i'll go ahead and play this Okay, sorry, I'm going to start that over. I, I hadn't got my speaker all set up uh, right. Okay, so let's roll this again. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Joel. So Pastor Joel Mach Machak, Kiev, Savatoshin Baptist Church in the Ukraine. Machak, I'm my pastor here in Ukraine. We are living just outside of Kiev, the capital. We've been ministering to a church in Kiev. Um, 
one of the larger churches, Baptist churches in Kiev. It says Pastor Joel lives in the heart of the unfolding conflict in the Ukraine. We asked him to share how he is coping with the danger they now face. Throughout our time in Ukraine, God has done some wonderful things. We've seen many, many uh, ways in which he's um, moved and worked. And um, we have a ministry to youth, to teens, to children. Um, we provide camps for, for kids in the summer. What is going on now, um, the last uh, six days, seven days, is something unimaginable, something that we would never have imagined when we first came to Ukraine 12 years ago. Um, and with the start of this uh, war um, with Russia and the invasion by the Russian army um, is something that we would never have thought possible and which Ukrainians in particular find very hard to believe. Um, uh, please understand, Ukrainians have family members, have fathers, have um, um, aunts and uncles, have sons and daughters, have brothers and sisters who live in Russia, who um, hold Russian citizenship and the other way as well. Um, Ukraine and Russia are truly brother nations, brother, brother peoples. Um, and so for one to attack and fall on the other is something that people here are in shock about, in unbelief, in, in, in just uh, the big question is why, why? There's a lot of uh, shock. There's a lot of, of um, pain. There's a lot of um, just disbelief that here in the 21st century, we are at this point where one nation can just um, come into another independent nation and, and try to uh, take over. And, and this is uh, not something that the world has seen in a long, long time. There's a lot of um, fear, of course. There's a lot of um, even panic. Um, there's a, a lot of movement. There are many trying to leave. There are closed borders to the men, and so they're leaving their wives, their children at the borders, um, not able to leave themselves. We have many friends that have gone. One wrote last night saying, please pray for us, we're at the border. We have two children. Uh, they're expecting a third child. We don't know if they'll let us cross the border with uh, my husband. And um, she wrote a few hours later saying, sadly, that they could not cross the border, all of them together, um, because they only have two children, and so the husband wasn't allowed to cross. And so without the husband, um, they decided that they weren't going to split the family. Um, this is... <clears throat> the director of a of a christian organization um and so this is what we are um hearing this is what we're we're seeing with our own eyes everyone is very much on edge anytime they hear um something in the sky you know even where we are in central ukraine it is um uh there there's there's a fear 
there's a fear. Even this morning, our church um, had a small prayer service in our church building, um, singing and, and, and praising the Lord, of course, uh, with a, a time of, of sincere prayer. Um, but the church is, is alive. The church is alive, and, and even though uh, many have been scattered in many churches, we have been hearing story after story after story and seeing with our own eyes how Christians are um, seeking ways to serve, seeking ways to help, banding together, forming and giving aid to those in need of food, to those in need of medical assistance, to those in need of transport to train stations and health, helping them to leave. Um, and of, co of course, feeding, uh, feeding volunteers, feeding the, the, those fighting. Um, one of our members, a, a cook in our church, has been feeding 500 people, 500 uh, uh, people himself every day, every day. And I've started calling them our modern heroes of faith. They are true uh, servants of the Lord who continue to fight in God's army. Um, for his people and for the furtherance of the gospel. A verse that comes to, comes to mind over and over and over is Paul's words in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Um, and I'll just read these to you. Paul says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. This really is uh, so fitting of the believers here um, in Ukraine. Please, please, please continue to pray. Pray for um, Ukraine. Pray for the defense of Ukraine. Pray for those laying down their lives for, for the defense of Ukraine. But pray also for the church. Pray that God would continue to bind it together, that even though we are scattered, um, that we would not be overcome. Even though there is fear, that we would not be without hope. Pray that God would just send a supernatural uh, understanding that he is here. He is here in the midst. And truly, that all things work together for good to them who love him and who are called according to his purpose. We thank you for um, your love for uh, Ukraine, for your support of Ukraine. We thank you for your prayers. Right now, the greatest need we have is just a blanket of prayer over this country, over its people, over um, its church. Um, and God, God who is able to do far and above what we could ask or think, he's with us. We've been encouraging our people that God is with us. He will see us through. And to him be all glory. To him be all, um, all praise. For he alone is worthy. Thank you very much. <laughs> Amen. I really like him. Um, he seems very genuine. A anyway, so God bless them. Uh, I want to just kind of give you a few different like perspectives on things I've gotten, I've seen regarding this. And then now we're really going to radically shift gears, but it is on the subject. 
Now, I'm not talking about this because I think that Vladimir uh, Putin is some angel, okay? But it is very, very good to be aware of this. And there's so many angles to this whole thing with Russia and Ukraine. It, it boggles the mind. How many different angles and potential agendas I have seen. If I try to even potentially go in and ferret out all the different motivations and factions and angles and, and whatever agendas behind this, I could literally be up here every single day just reporting on that one thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to more look at the big picture regarding this and um look at okay praying for the ukrainian people and the christians and you know that god for god's intervention and, and for their protection and, and these types of things i would rather focus in more so on that than trying to present to you every single facet and agenda and motivating factor and hidden agenda regarding ukraine versus russia because I don't think I've ever seen a, a war with more um, potential theories of why this or that is happening. Um, America's, you know, not innocent and either, and it's, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. But I think it's good to go back to the report I just read from the Rutherford Institute about endless wars. And about the fact that, mm, isn't it funny that this happened just as the COVID, the COVID agenda seemed to be crumbling? And they had put all this billions and trillions into the COVID agenda and the forced vaccines. And now people are dropping dead like flies. And that is happening. Cancer, all kind of stuff. And they would rather kind of get your eyes off that now. And just kind of let that play out under the surface where... COVID's kind of maybe forgotten about. We'll move on to the next new shiny thing, the next new shiny pandemic, or maybe the next new war, while you forget about all the atrocities that were committed under COVID-19 and all the deaths that are occurring and all the horrific things that continue to occur because of the kill shots and the other things that they've done. Well, when they break out a war like this, it's very easy to get your eyes off anything COVID-19 related and off the kill shots, onto this. And I believe that's a big reason why all this is happening. Okay? And, and I'm gonna, I, I hope that I'm going to confirm that to you within the next, you know... Um, oh, man, I'm about out of time. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to try to play this, and then we'll go to the next part. It'll be more in the next part where we get into the nuts and bolts. Um... This next report is entitled Beyond Evil, Ukrainian President Zelensky in Gay Erotica Videos. Now, this is not, this is not disputed. This, the, you could go watch the videos. They're disgusting, but they're online. Nobody that I've seen is trying to refute it. It's, it's basically, if you search for this, you will find this, okay? Um, Ukrainian President Zelensky was recently uncovered to have been featured in a homosexual dance routine posted online. In the video, the president can be seen dancing in black stiletto high heels and leather skin-tight pants and what appears to be some sort of weird bra with, with three other guys. 
I mean, it is as gay and as wicked and as sickening as about anything you'll see. The true image comes in stark contrast to the image presented by the Western media, which has been portraying the president as a frontline fighter in the trenches in, in Ukraine, single-handedly repelling Russian forces at the end of a Kalashnikov. All right, I'm just going to play a, a little bit of this. Now, this is from True News. Rick Wiles reported on this. And, and again, I'm, I, I'm leery of True News. Um, and I've, I've got into that in previous studies. I've got a gigantic file on True News as to why I'm leery. But I'm not saying you couldn't go up there and glean truth on a given day. Um, it's just there's a lot of leaven also uh, with that whatever you want to call it, ministry as well. And I have documented that for probably over a decade. So I don't trust Rick Wiles at all, okay, or his whatever staff. Um, but this, I think they nailed this on the head. And, and um, although he's not the source of this, he's just reporting on it. It's straight out of Sodom and Gomorrah. I, I don't want to do this. I'm trying. I'm stalling here a little bit. Give you time to move your children away from whatever device you're using. Now, granted, you're not going to be able to see it. Yet you'd have to click on the link to act. And I don't advise you even doing it. It's it's disgusting. It's so weird. And ah, I just don't even. It's so evil and wicked and so against anything holy. But this is the president of their country in a video like this. And then there's another one I'll tell you about in a second as well. To watch this, okay? So if you need more time, just stop, pause, and come back and watch it later. I'm gonna show you a music video from Ukrainian television. One of the men dancing on stage is Zelensky. This is the man, America, in the European Union, is defending President Zelensky of Ukraine. This is the man they said is Churchill. This is the man whom they say we are willing to go into nuclear war with Russia to back this man. Tell me, after you watch this, who is Sodom and Gomorrah? Here's the video. It shows the, the faces of these four really gay dudes, and Zelensky's one of them. And then they go into this just disgusting dance routine. So now they rip off these costumes and they're literally in these it's like a black leather vest but the vest ends like basically at chest height and like their stomachs are all showing it's not a good look it really isn't and they're in these skin tight pants these le skin tight leather pants with black like looks like five inch stiletto heels i mean it, it's i mean it's it's comical on one level because you you can't even believe that somebody would actually do something like this but much less the president of you and i'm not saying he was president of ukraine when this video was shot but 
Fact is, is he did this, and, and there's another. He's done more. Oh, there he. I mean, he's he's. It's this real demonic look on his face, and it's Zelensky, and he's looking at the camera, and he, and he winks, and oh, it's just disgusting. I'm gonna fast forward this a little bit. I, it's so wicked. Oh man. of Ukraine. I mean, man, don't don't quit your day job, guys, because you, you guys, I mean, talk about no talent in evil and wicked and uh. I'm being touted uh, as this wonderful leader who addressed the European Parliament by video today with his raised fist. So, Doc, when Western leaders say this fight is about LGBTQ, they're they're serious. Yes, they are serious. These are their values, right? They're driving the world to world war over sexual perversion. And they're, they're saying Putin is a tyrant because he is against homosexuality in Russia. Again, but then we get into the whole thing that this is right left. This is good guy against bad guy. I, I believe firmly that both sides are controlled. I believe that, and I've taught this for years, both sides are controlled. Just like the whole COVID agenda was 100% controlled okay now obviously there was a good and bad side of the COVID agenda but it's right versus left it's coke versus pepsi and i'm not saying that that you know I, i'm not taking sides i'm saying both sides are controlled and we're gonna we're gonna prove that in, in the next part as well but that's how all wars basically are okay this just proves though the Zelensky is and there's a lot of other stuff out there on Zelensky, and I, there's a ton of stuff on putin too you know Tell me, whose side is God on? Oh, so we got to pick sides according to Rick. So I, obviously it's got to be um, Putin because he's got the good values. He's the one that is God's representative, evidently according to True News, which shows you how deluded they are and why you rarely, and I kind of, I'm kind of glad I played it because, you know, it shows you how easy it is to get sucked in to the right-left paradigm. They're totally sucked. But see, here's what happens. When you do that, you know what True News isn't going to be doing most likely? Is reporting on anything wicked coming out of Russia or any wicked agendas they may have. Oh, no, they'll be mums the word on that. I've seen so many alternative Christian ministries go down that path where everything is blamed on the Jews. Okay, And I understand there's a wicked, evil faction of Kabbalistic Jews that do run a majority of the world. But who's over them? Satan. Who's over them? The satanic hierarchy, the Illuminati, the higher-ups, or whatever. At the end of the day, Satan and his fallen angels and demons and devils are the ones that are really at the top of the food chain, pulling chains and controlling things. You know, And, and the people that do that, like let's say they, or there's the other camp that demonize, okay, they demonize the Jews, and they're, therefore they have to never ever say anything bad about islam or muslims because they're fine they're innocent they're, and i'm like oh yeah there hasn't been any atrocities on islam no no i haven't i haven't just done like you know probably 50 reports over the years at least if not more on the atrocities of islam i've done a ton on the atrocities of the, of the kabbalistic synagogue of satan jews as well and i'm not but i'm not going to group every single person even in islam and in um judaism or or if they're an israeli i'm not going to group them all in with that and blame them all collectively 
for everything going on at the top of the satanic food chain. I'm, I try to have balance regarding these particular subjects. Anyway, that's all we have for part one. Let's go to part two.